Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Pastor Mark, during this series, as a husband, You told me I have to love my wife as I love myself. And the ladies are saying, as a wife, I'm supposed to respect my husband. And then you're actually telling us as a husband and wife that we're to do life every day together? Pastor Mark, my spouse is so different than me, I don't think I can do what God commands us to do. Oh, yes, you can. There's an old saying, opposites attract. And if you're married, you know the truth of that saying. We all like to be with people that have similar tastes and hobbies. So how did we end up marrying someone so different from us? Pastor Mark will help us understand the wonders of God's creation and his intent for marriage. We will learn that one of the reasons we married someone so different is so we could learn to love in the same way Jesus loves us. The Bible talks about iron sharpening iron friction to make us better people. This applies to marriage, too. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Matthew chapter 7 with his continuing study called, Because God Says So, I Will Do Marriage, Family, and Dating God's Way. God gives us a desire to obey his word. Forgive. He changes our wonder. Pastor Mark, I don't want to. He changes our wonder. See, you have to change your thinking to change your action. So notice, he absolutely gives that wonder of ours a boost. No, you can do it. Then he empowers me. He empowers you to obey him, which pleases him. God basically is saying with that, yes, you can forgive. I will help you forgive. Now, understand this. Look at me. Forgiving starts with you, with me. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. And it's a decision based on what God says we are to do. So here it is. We are able to forgive even if we don't want to because God gives us the power to forgive. That's a huge principle. That means there's, I have no excuse that God's going to accept. I'm sorry. There's no excuse that God's going to accept. He said, I provided everything you need in this area of forgiveness To do exactly what you're supposed to do. You're a Christian because I forgave you. Now go and forgive that person. Again, when I went through beating you at home, doing all that, of course not. You forgive them, and then you move on from that relationship. Now, here's what we're going to have on the overhead. And we're going to say it again. No excuses. God can. I can. 
So you can't leave here with an excuse today. Sorry. There's no excuses. Because when God says he can do it, and nothing's impossible with him, I can do it. When you think about that, think about these words. I can't remember who wrote them, but I love them. Hurt people hurt people. That is so powerful. Forgiven people forgive people. Do you get it? See, if I say hurt, what am I going to do? I'm going to hurt people. I'm going to hurt people. By the way, I'm hurting myself physically, spiritually, emotionally. But forgiven people forgive people. Someone asked a couple who were celebrating their 50th anniversary the secret of their long marriage. This isn't Linda and I. This is just a story. The husband responded, here's the secret. We take time to go out to a restaurant twice a week. Good. A little candlelight, a nice dinner, soft music, and a slow walk home. That's pretty cool. 50 years. She goes on Tuesday and I go on Friday. (laughs) I also wrote that down, but my wife tore it up. Is that how marriage is supposed to work? Of course not. Of course not. Look at how it's supposed to work. Look at Romans 15. I have it. May God, who gives us patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony. That word means together in unity. Help you live in complete harmony with each other as is fitting for followers of Jesus Christ. So here's what grace and forgiveness does. Write it down. Grace and forgiveness frees us to do life together as God designed. See, that's the only way that it's to be God designed it. Remember, back in the garden, God said, here's a unit. You leave your parents and you become one. That stand loneliness. You become one. And as you become one, that means you're going to do life together. Oneness in thought, oneness in actions, everyday life. Now, don't misunderstand. When we leave, which is a new unit, and we cleave, that's glue. That's that super glue. God puts us together. That's a commitment. And we're to do life together. Husband, wife, together. Not on Tuesdays and Friday. But every day of the week, we're going to do it together. We can't separate like that. Now, understand this. Unity, oneness, is not uniformity. Both spouses, they don't lose their identity. They don't lose their personality. But we live together in those times. And this this togetherness defeats the big sin of selfishness. Of selfishness. So sometimes you just have to do a lot of compromise in marriage. You go, well, what restaurant do you want to go to? I like this food. I like this food. Okay, this time for you and this time for me. Good. Why do we always have to go to mine? No, you're doing it together. You're doing it together. Now, Pastor Mark, during this series, as a husband, you told me I have to love my wife as I love myself. And the ladies are saying, as a wife, I'm supposed to respect my husband. And then you're actually telling us as a husband and wife that we're to do life every day 
together? Pastor Mark, my spouse is so different than me. I don't think I can do what God commands us to do. Oh, yes, you can. How do I know? Because my thinking has been changed by God's mind. Here's his mind. Look at Philippians 4.13. I can do. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Let's say it together. God can. I can. No, no excuse. God never asked us to do something without giving us the ability to do it. Well, what does doing life together really look like? Now, I want you, if you're married this morning, to grab your spouse's hand and just hold it for a little bit. And if you're dating, you can grab that. If you're not dating, whatever. If you're dating and, you, and, and you're looking to date, see if you can find something and grab her hand. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. And, and let's see, as I go through these steps... If you think you're doing pretty good, five out of 10, six out of 10, just squeeze each other's hands. Nobody else is going to know, just you and God, and you'll have plenty to talk about this afternoon. Okay, here we go. Marriage is a lifetime of working and playing together. Marriage is a lifetime of worshiping, which we're going to do at the end this morning, and growing together, spiritually, laughing and celebrating together. We do too little celebrating. And the last one, marriage is like a lifetime of building a home and solving problems together. Problems that will always be in our lives and marriages. That's why we have to grow together spiritually. Now, let's just say it again. I made a change. Do you notice the change? So let's say it together in the count of three. One, two, three. God can. We can. Take that hand that you're holding and squeeze it right now. We can do it. Amen? Why? Because God says so. Not me. God says so. That's his word to us. Now, turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Let's go down down to verse 24. The summary as we walk into these verses is Jesus just finished the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon he ever gave. So watch how he does. Just look at me for a moment. You'll see something. There's two basically applications to these words. One is for a marriage. That's the one I'm going to do. But there's also, and I'll do this at the end, this also speaks about an individual. Every person that's in this building is building a life. If you're married, the two of you are building a life together. It's called a home. If you're not married yet, you're just building your life. Now, the end of this is either your life is going to be built on Jesus Christ And you've asked your sins to be forgiven. And you're doing life as God says. Or you've refused to ask God's forgiveness. And you'll see the difference when the end comes. For the individual, it's eternity. And I'll say more about that. But here's a picture of our marriages today. 
Let's just read this with that marriage part in mind. This is your marriage. This is your home. Here we go. Verse 24. Therefore, Jesus says, everyone who hears these words of mine, basically in the application is what I've told you this morning, the word of God, and puts them into practice, does them, is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. So Jesus is talking about building a marriage home. This first builder, this couple, they hear God's word and they obey God's commandments. And Jesus says, this is a wise couple. This is a wise man. This is a wise woman. Because they built their marriage on the rock. And Pastor Mark, what is a rock? Well, here's what you want to write. The rock is this. Hearing and obeying God's word. That's the foundation of their home. It's built on the rock himself, Jesus Christ, which is a personal relationship. They both have that. But they're obeying God's word. Not just that God married them and that was their foundation, but they're ongoing. Their marriage is being built like we built a home on the back screen here over the last four weeks. It's being built by knowing and obeying God's word. Now understand this. Watch what happens in verse 25. The rain came down. The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house. It sounds like a hurricane here, doesn't it? What are the storms and the winds and the water rising? What is it? It's just the storms of life. Every one of us, because of sin, experience storms, conflicts, all kinds of crazy things happening, troubles, financial, spiritual, emotional, you name it. It, it. It's just there. And those storms never stop in our life. Never. Jesus said to us in this world, you're going to have trouble. So I have to have a house, our marriage, that's going to stand in spite of those storms. Now, many marriages absolutely can't stand it. And when it comes, they get, can I say this word kindly, bitter at God. And God is thrown out of their marriage. You'll see later what that looks like. You can't get bitter at God. They happen. They happen to Jesus. They happen to God's son. They happen to all of us. Notice, if we have the right attitude, we have God as our foundation of our marriage, and we're hearing and obeying the word. Look what it has in verse 25. Yet, when that storm came, it did not fall. Why? Because it had its foundation on the rock. You don't need to write this, but I want you to see what Jesus is trying to teach us. Now, this again is for husband and wife, a marriage. Look at healthy, strong marriages are storm proofed because they are built on God in obedience to his word. That's how we do it. That's why we teach the word of God. That's why this series on marriage, by the way, remember, this is a wise person. The world looks at us in here. You're doing marriage what way? God's way. No, we're doing marriage like the world tells us to do it. You'll see what that looks like. You see, when you see that, you know what they call us when we do marriage? We date, but we don't have sex until we get married. Well, you foolish idiot. No, God says, wise, you're the fool. Do you understand? We're in a culture, we're, we're, we're swimming against the current of culture. That's why we can't let the world squeeze us into its way of thinking. No, no, no. 
Bible thinking, God's thinking is the only right way. Now, watch what happens. So when you see that, this marriage is secure. The home is secure. It stands strong because it's founded on the rock. What little simple thing can I give you out of that? Here it is. Know the word, which I'm teaching you, and then do the word. Know the word and do the word. Now, you're going to see a total contrast to this that Jesus gives. Here we go. But everyone who hears these words, pay attention, this couple, they hear the word. They're in church. They hear the word of mine and does not put them into practice. No obedience is like a foolish man, a foolish marriage who build their house on sand. Perfect illustration. God said this man, this woman is, are foolish because they build their home Their marriage on sand. What is sand? Here it is. I have it for you. It's very simple. Sand is hearing God's word, but not obeying God's word. So what does Jesus call that person, that marriage? Foolish. Now think about that. Foolish? Wise. Yeah, but Pastor Mario, it's not, it doesn't make any sense to me. Foolish or wise? All wisdom comes from God. You're either going to do it. Now, what's shocking to me is who are these people? Are they people that don't believe in God? No, they believe in God. They're in church, they're hearing the word, but they simply just don't do it. They think they're fooling God. No, they're only fooling themselves. That's a huge warning to us. Because later, we discover that one day God will say to these people, well, we did this, we came to church, we helped, we served, and I'm so glad you're doing all that. But God say, I, I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. It was kind of a religious deal you did. You never turned your life over me together. You never offered your marriage to me. You'll see that in a moment. So that's huge. But look what happens with this. Look at verse 27. It's like deja vu. Look at verse 27. And the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Look at me. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, whether you're a believer or a non-believer, The storms of life come to all of us. Unrealistic expectation. Pastor Mark, I'm a Christian, and God tells me, because I believe in the prosperity doctrine, no, anything will come against me. Oh, you're foolish. That's why it's a false doctrine. The Bible tells us it rains on the just and the unjust. So here's a house, same storms, but they're not built on the rock. That's why we teach our kids to build your marriage on husband and wife that have a relationship, a real relationship with Christ. Now, look what happens as you see that. Look at the end of verse 27. And it fell with a great crash. That's not my outcome. That's Jesus' outcome. Disobeying God's word brings total collapse and disaster to our marriages. In our homes. It's never enough to hear the word. We have to know the word and we have to obey the word. 
Now, that shouldn't sound strange to you. Do you remember our whole series verse? Here it is. Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. See, there's only one blueprint to build a marriage. And it's God's blueprint. And it requires both spouses to have a personal relationship with God. But here's one I want to share with you. Sometimes in our lives, this happens. Remember these sayings from a long time ago? Loved the wedding. Invite me to the marriage. God. And maybe this morning, you got married. God was there. He made you one. But because of the hurts and stuff and life, whatever, this morning he's actually outside your door saying, uh, could I come in and be your Lord? I, I was there at the wedding. But you're doing your marriage without me. He's standing at the door. I want you to look in your own life and say, God, are you really a part of my life? Or are you outside the door? And that's why there's so much trouble. Today, God, you tell me what I need to do. I invite you back in. Open the door of your heart this morning. Open the door of your home this morning. I invite you back in to be my Lord and my Savior. You see, unless the Lord builds a house, it won't work. And we all kind of go through those periods. And maybe that's one for you this morning. He is not there. And you have all these excuses. Mm -mm, mm -mm. God can. We can. No excuses. So when you think about that this morning, I'm asking for your heart to be open. Secondly, some of you are here as an individual. Could be married, not a believer. Maybe not married, maybe dating, not a believer. I want to challenge you at the end of the service. If you've never turned your life over to Jesus Christ, life doesn't work without God. Serious. And you saw this ending words from Jesus, and the house crashed. What Jesus is talking about there, two individuals, not a marriage, He's talking about your life will fail because on judgment day, eternity, there's only two places to spend eternity, in heaven with God and hell separated from God. Now, religion, being a religious person is no good. You're never good enough. Today, Pastor Mark taught about our need to have a solid foundation and warned of the dangers of having a weak foundation seems like a no-brainer that we would look to God for help, but we can be stubborn people sometimes. Fortunately for us, God is patient and long-suffering, and He waits for us to throw in the towel and seek His help and wisdom. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. 
For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. This is the end of the series, Because God Says So, I Will. Hopefully you know more about what God has to say about our relationships and sexuality. It's encouraging to know that even though we can't undo the mistakes of the past, God is able to pick us up and redeem the future and restore relationships that have been damaged by doing life our way. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.